1: Learn more at marines.com. Poor
2: Chris Sale. I feel sorry for the guy. He's sitting in that clubhouse, quaking in his uh, uh, spikes at the uh, challenge that he's facing tonight uh, at uh, Target Field. If the rain stops and the Twins and the Red Sox play. Maurer. Okay. Joe doesn't like Chris Sale, but what's your choice? You you know, maybe he can get a walk, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Rosario. You got to play Rosario, right? Yep. You got no choice. Hot bat right now. I yeah. Know. Escobar hitting third. Sizzling bat right now. Sizzling bat. The uh, the the amazing Esco, I mm-hmm. decided we're going to call him. I like it. Dozier hitting fourth. So this is the thunder, baby. This is it. Mauro, Rosario, Escobar, Dozier. Because Dozier hit a home run the other day. So that's maybe he's getting back, although he's like, Two for 28 or something. After that, hitting fifth, Robbie Grossman. He's going to get 700 at-bats this year. Uh, Adrianza hitting sixth. All right. Taylor Motter getting his first start for the uh local nine because kepler's having such a hard time and they don't want to have him face uh sale i would imagine go get him kid uh taylor's playing right field and hitting ninth mitch garver uh hitting no Moder's hitting seventh mitch garver hitting eighth as you might have expected and my guy ryan lamar hitting ninth uh so the twins have had some luck with chris through the years but uh, I'm not sure tonight will be the night. So yeah. when
0: Grossman comes to the play, you said he's batting fifth, right? Yes. And he's de-aging? Uh, he must be de-aging, yes,
2: because Rosario he- and, wait a minute, who's playing? Oh, Lamar's playing center.
0: Now, you said he's going to get to 700 at bats, or are we going to see 700 pitches
2: well, from Chris Well, no, I mean, look at him. He's in the lineup every day. He's He came, and we... <laughs> we kind of wondered you're walking around in the clubhouse down there in Fort Myers, is he going to make the team? I wonder if he's going to make the team, you know, and there's a, he and, he and manager Molitor have some kind of a relationship here. Molly has a confidence in this fellow that, that goes to the extreme. You know what he gives you a
3: professional at bat? Yes,
2: he does. Even uh, even on the times he takes strike three right down the middle nobody gets a walk. <laughs> I will say, I think he's been a little more aggressive this year, don't you? I
3: think it's because he knows... They're going to throw it right to him. Well, that, and he doesn't have as much of a guaranteed spot as he did probably last year. But you know what? Baseball's a funny game, Patrick.
2: Well, he must have a guaranteed spot because he's hitting fifth. <laughs> <laughs> well, last Friday...
3: Yes. What if I had told you they were going up against Kluber and they yes. were going to knock him around the ballpark a little bit? And yeah, I didn't him. like
2: their talent, man. I didn't like their chances against Kluber <laughs> and Carrasco, who hadn't given up a run for seventeen innings until or
3: Joe knocked him out of the game.
2: Yes, although and they,
0: got, him to him, the they DL, got to him, they got to him
2: before that
3: happened. Yeah, before in the first.
0: Mm-hmm. What, are, what are the odds, though, guys? That we're going to look at the box score tomorrow. Mm, let's see. The Twins will have scored two runs, mm-hmm. and both will have been produced by. Eduardo Escobar <laughs> or Eddie Rosario.
2: Uh, uh Eddie maybe hitting a single, and Eddie and Escobar or hit hitting a double, double maybe. after Joe gets a walk, something like that.
0: Because Escobar has been hitting pretty good from the right-hand side, right hand side, right? Yeah, his his
2: numbers are amazingly even,
0: pretty balanced. He, it yeah. always
2: looks to me like he's got more power left handed. We're gonna get decent crowds too, right?
0: The, when the Red Sox think, come to town, I that, would
2: think uh, it probably would help if it's... What is it? Are we gonna put? It'll up be fine. It? But, yeah, I know, but, like, tomorrow, is the sun going to shine? Yeah. I want sun. Well. I'm, I'm sick of this crap. I'm sick of looking out and seeing clouds. I want sun. Was, it was 90 sun. and sun all
3: weekend. No, it wasn't. Well, it was, it was a little cloudy, overcast. its got cloudy.
2: I don't and want it, clouds. Kind of I want
3: storm. blue skies. It did rain on Saturday. I when want, I I want a drought.
2: Give me a drought. I am pro drought. Blue skies and drought, not a <laughs> Drop a rain for six weeks. Here's so the other that thing too. The lawns turned brown and crackly, and uh, here's we the other want thing, too. drought.
0: You guys might disagree with me. Can we have the air dry up a little bit? Even even That's over the I mean. weekend when it was super hot, it was yes. all muggy and just yeah. gross and ugh, You humilded. might as well. You might as well
2: been back visiting relatives in Tennessee or something. In Mississippi, so, yeah, even in the,
0: Mississippi.
2: down the Delta. Damn. Uh, Yeah, I'm sick of this damn thing. (laughs) Anyway, Red Sox having a fantastic year after a very disappointing year last year. They're right, what, two behind the Yankees? I think they're 49 and 24, something like that. You know, and you know they've played. The Yankees are like the Twins. They've only played 60s. Well, they had all those games because they lost a bunch of games. games at home. The Red Sox, I think, have played six more games than the Yankees. I mm-hmm. saw today.
3: We had we had a discussion about a week or two ago about well, there's just a lack of interest in the Twins. Remember, yes. remember that conversation we had? You know what I think it is because everyone that that follows the sport of baseball pretty much mm-hmm. knows. It's top heavy. There's four teams well, that are fighting it, it, it to win didn't the World have Series. Have to be that
2: way, but yeah,
3: it's it's the way it's worked. That's the way it's turned out. Houston you know, you have got and, Houston, the Yankees, the Red Sox. Well, now Seattle, Seattle
2: but nobody expected it to be you know, see Seattle. Seattle is a surprise success that they're that good,
3: especially with Cano being hurt or yeah, suspended, suspended, whatever he right. is.
2: Yeah, that that's true. But uh, I think it's I think for Twins fans, it's Snow and Buxton. I think for Twins fans, it's, yep. this is the future of the franchise. You sold us that bill of goods for four years, and one of them's hitting 160, and the others in Fort Myers, and and you, there's the promise, right? There's the promise. I mm. think that's part of it. So, uh, and snow until April fifteenth doesn't help either. There wasn't right. a lot of anticipation. So. No. Yes, it. Uh, although their crowds weren't that bad. On the, they're actually a little ahead of last year in attendance, and their their crowds weren't that bad last but, time they were home.
0: But it's like you talked about, though, Pat. It's, you know, you get the Irv news, him going to be out for yeah. a little bit, and that kind of oh. soured things up a little bit, and then the Polanco thing happened, and then yeah. it just really kind of soured. The, just the, the vibe, everything was just really, really down.
2: I love the Levine conversation yesterday to not only discover that Polanco – slammed the door on his finger, but then it got infected. It got infected on top of it. They're going to have to cut the damn thing off, (laughs) you know? So Is there anything else that could go wrong? Would that
3: mean he's only going to be able to hit from the right side or the left side of the plate if you have to cut the finger off? I don't
2: know what it'll be, but uh, anyway, go get him tonight. Chris Sale, at least you have... The rebounding David Price tomorrow and Rick Porcello on Thursday. Uh, so uh, it should be a time to get that team batting average up there from 236 or whatever it is. Yeah. 237. All right, we'll be back. All right, gentlemen. Hey, hey. I was going to open this segment with an item on the Mexican national team and their homophobic fans. So it's they call it L e l t r i. So I wanted to look up the pronunciation to see how the pronunciation guide and the pronunciation guide says try or tree.
0: Well, I couldn't figure that out. Right, <laughs> it's
2: either try or tree. Which one is it? I think it must be try because it means it means three colors. So it must be a three oh, yeah. okay. colors. Okay, but but. Give me one or the other. I'll tell I mean, one.
0: You which one is it?
2: Anyway, anyway, the Mexican fans who are in uh in Moscow for the World Cup came up with their usual homophobic slur at the opposing goalie. Either when he gives up, makes a save or gives up a goalie. They uh they I, I, I am not sure what the uh word is that they use, but I think it's the F word. You know gotcha. that we would use yep. uh, their version of it, right? And they this has become a conca 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 calf's trying to get rid of it, and uh, you know the World Cup. They're now under investigation by the soccer federation for their fans using this slur. So Marco Fabian, who plays for the team, he's a midfielder, has suggested to the fans that instead of this anti-gay slur, they when they want, he urged the Mexican fans instead to sing the well-known Mexican song Cielito Lindo. And here's what he wants them to do instead of call the goalie a, uh, a homos, uh, homophobic slur. De la sierra morena, Cielito Lindo vienen bajando Un
1: par de ojitos negros y elito lindo de contrabando. Can
2: you see the Mexican fans singing in in unison? Yes. the height of a soccer uh, game, Uh, I'm not sure it'll work or not, but it's certainly a fine tune. You know,
3: and the the beauty of uh, YouTube is not only do you get this fine selection of a song, but you also get the stock photo with
2: him in the sombrero and the big cigarette. (laughs) Pedro Infante. uh, There's many versions of this available, but. uh, Pedro Infante, I think, back when we used to have the Cisco Kid as a uh, <laughs> yeah, as a TV no, series, I think we used a lot of Pedro Infante. You know who else used
3: this song? You know, and my introduction. This was uh, uh, the cartoon Speedy Gonzalez. Oh yeah, oh, this yeah, was yeah, yeah. in that this was in that cartoon well, as well. Uh, yeah.
2: I endorse this. Let's yes. all sing Cielito Lindo. When we want to taunt. Them you know only. what?
0: It should be a goal song. Yes, Maybe that's a goal song yes, from Mexico, it's, right? It's, it's
2: kind of... It's not real. You know, not something. You sc- How about this? For the wild? Our, the the Lynx <laughs> try to call themselves Los Lynx. Oh, the Los Lynx, yes. Yeah, why, don't this be, why not their victory song? Cielito Lindo. The problem
3: is they don't have many victories. How
2: about Will and singing this out there? There you go. On the, Midcourt. On there the there. plaza. Yes. Now, another topic that we must address is, uh, again, I don't want to be sexist about this, but wives and girlfriends on Twitter. Oh, boy. It's not going well. No. It's not going well with wives and girlfriends on Twitter. First of all, we had Brian Colangelo losing his job as the basketball boss of the Philadelphia, the promising Philadelphia 76ers uh, because... Uh, The ringer, somebody put them on to these uh,
0: Twitter accounts. Burner accounts. The
2: burner accounts, yeah. Uh, The false accounts that were traced to Brian Colangelo, but apparently mom was the one putting them out there, (laughs) bad-mouthing virtually everybody, including people on the team. And now we have something even worse would you not agree here's here's the hockey player
4: On time that came from Scott Wilson meanwhile drive
2: Huh, there's Doc being very excited probably yes. last, year last, the, year, last year during, last year, during, during, the, uh, during the playoff during run the for the Senators. Yeah. Senators had a nice playoff run and then went completely to kaput this year. Yep. Or I think they finished 29th in points or something. Uh, Mike Hoffman, though, he's been a good player for him. a, a good wing, scored 20 uh, goals. He's been there seven years. Well, out of nowhere, or apparently, I don't know if anybody knew about this thing, but uh, his... Eric Carlson, who's their superstar defenseman, and his wife uh, Julie, were uh, his his wife Melinda were having a baby and the first their first child, I believe and all of a sudden uh, they lost the child uh, stillborn, and uh, the wife Melinda, went to the authorities there to suggest that teammate mike hoffman's girlfriend and my fiance monica carrick had been sending them hundreds and sending her the wife melinda hundreds of vile tweets mm-hmm. from burner accounts and to the point that uh mike mike hoffman said it's 150 percent not us we have nothing to hide we're willing to cooperate in any way to solve this and figure it out and prove that it wasn't us but uh, obviously there are people convinced because uh that she was sending these including uh the, i guess it all started when one of these burner accounts sent <clears throat> after they lost the baby sent an account to uh sent a tweet to her saying this is what happens when you're taking uh, pain painkillers pain 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 every day Ooh. and uh and then it went from there and either either this is the worst hack job in history, or Melinda uh, or uh, Monica, uh, Carrick, Hoffman's fiancé, is one of the craziest lunatics in the history. When I of first the- read
3: this story, too, I'm thinking, Mike, what are you doing here? If this Mike, is true,
1: if
2: it's true that
3: his fiancé is sending this stuff out, you can't put up with that crap.
2: Because no, you know be- what's going to happen again,
3: is I guess my point. Might
2: be time to bail. Well, anyway. He got traded today. Yeah. To this. San they 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 didn't want to trade him within the division, mm-hmm. right? So he got traded today this morning 7:40 a.m. Uh, in 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 California, it was announced that the Sharks had acquired uh Mike Hoffman and uh for a, a trade uh that was and it looked like the sharks came out better on the trade. Uh, a few hours later, they turned around and traded him to Florida. <laughs> so he got traded twice yeah. in the morning, and and the uh, Doug Wilson, the general manager, and the Sharks basically facilitated it so Florida could end up with him. But really, if uh, if if this proves to be true, the guy by hanging with the with the crazy fiance is 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 a pariah,
3: right? Well, no, yeah, exactly, because no guy on that team is going to trust him or want to be buddies with him, or you know, he's going to be he's going to be on his own.
2: It's uh, we have had two of the uh, damn I think the two all time amazing sports Twitter stories have appeared in the last month mm-hmm. yeah. involving why a wife and a fiance. Uh, you know, if you're. Whether, or if you, let's say you're a woman involved, if you're the sports figure, don't let the hubby tweet, and if you're a husband, don't let the wife or a player, don't let nothing good will come of it. Twitter. Don't defend me. What is going on? Don't defend me.
0: What is wrong with people? I don't know. We have no
2: idea what her, her grudge would be against this other woman, except Eric Carlson's making more money, and he's the star, and... And she's gorgeous, and I, I don't know what it would be, you, though,
0: man. You have to be extremely bored mm-hmm. or just upset with whatever's going on with you mm-hmm. to to take the time to create a burner Twitter account, a fake and Twitter several, account. And and there's at least mean, two like in what, this game. What, what is, even like the Colangelo thing, whether it was him or his wife, what What are you doing with your time? Why? Mm-hmm. What? Do, what are you gaining out of this? I just don't, I don't understand it. It's just, it's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it's, uh,
0: well, it is, it is all of
2: that. And it gives the noble uh, outlet of Twitter a bad name. Because Twitter's <laughs> kind of fun. If it's used properly. Who was the, you can't use it viciously.
3: It was uh, Steph Curry's wife. Wasn't she the first one that started to kind of meddle?
0: With uh, Ayesha Curry?
3: Yeah. Wasn't she one of the first ones on social media that kind of uh, became
2: a pain in the rear now. end? What was that about? I can't remember what that was about. But well, was she something.
0: had the tweet uh that was like saying something like the NBA was rigged or something because some call went against the Warriors or something. And she tweeted out that, mm-hmm. you know, the referees are fixing the games and okay. or whatever. But I think that <laughs> was just... She yeah, was just upset because you, you only you won know, seventy but, this year. They're right, out to get you. <laughs> right. Yeah, last year or so. But I just I just don't understand it. I just don't what do you you, I, you have to be really, really, really bored or really, really, really like insecure. The good, the good news for me,
2: if my career is wrecked on Twitter, I'll do it myself. Right. Thank you very <laughs> much. I don't need help. I, and my wife wouldn't know how to do it or what my account is <laughs> or what station not, you're not on? Not terribly sure where I work. <laughs> so uh, I don't think it's a big issue. But man, alive, this is crazier than the Colangelo story, if, if it's true. that the, now, This jealous, jealous fiance took off after this, uh, the woman, Eric Carl. You know what we're going to have? Instead of NBA wives, we're going to have to have NHL wives. NHL here. wives. Yeah. yeah,
0: wives of the NHL. Here's my question for you, though, sir. If that day comes where you just decide to just say Tom Powers Jr., you you're gonna going yeah. gonna go you're gonna go all Tom Powers power on it, and just be, yeah,
2: just blow it Two up and the then say, you know
0: what, I'm done. And Two in just, the
2: morning, full of beer? I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, I uh, I can't see myself doing that. But uh, uh, I almost tweeted out one today from Bill Crystal, and then I decided not to about the uh, one of Trump's quotes about the the evil masses of immigrants and bill crystal's tweet was this sounded much better in the original german
3: (laughs) (laughs) you know i I, i'm i'm kind of with manny i I don't know that i could see you ever getting into a twitter battle especially with the wife of a of a Mm -hmm. athlete or somebody in town i
2: eat difficult conversations for breakfast (laughs) because i i couldn't uh, i couldn't see that happening (laughs) no no uh, let's face it i was the harm wrong party but i I took it well to grow you must fail all. all right all right, we uh, shall return. My Honest to God, to the guy used to build boats. Joe Suchere used to remodel, reef <laughs> refab mm-hmm. <laughs> boats. He can't turn a TV on and off. He can't press the button until it goes off. You can't
4: technology what, what is, corner i, I what is honestly wrong
2: with this can't
3: guy? believe how much trouble you two have with that television <laughs> i would seven.
2: have no trouble at all if when you turned it off you made sure it was off and it wasn't a blue screen <laughs>
4: Not that he needs to channel any other cantankerous sports
2: writer, but feeling extra salty, we now present Royce's Tom Powers moment. If you gave him and Miguel Sano a brain scan, it'd be a tie. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Here's Johnny Hype. I have that guy. very same television at home, Patrick, and it's not a problem. It's not a problem at all. In fact, it's very intuitive to work. It's just mm-hmm. I think we need to. Bada-boom.
0: I think we need to just write a note for you and Joe. On just just a couple of notes on how to make sure <laughs> no, you guys fine. turn the TV on and but off the right way. But once she gets it, yes, but he doesn't do that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, this update sponsored by Jersey Mike subs. The sub above difference is legendary. With Jersey Mike's throwing an unforgettable party, is easy. You supply the perfect guests; they'll supply the perfect subs. Jersey Mike's be a sub above. Twins open up a three-game series against the Red Sox tonight at Target Field. Jose Barrios against Chris Sale for the Red Sox. Here is your Minnesota Twins lineup to face Mr. Sale. Maurer leads off plays first base. Rosario in left field hits second. Eduardo Escobar in third base hits third. Brian Dozier hits cleanup playing second base. Robbie Grossman DHing hitting fifth. A- rianza shortstop hits sixth. Taylor Motters in right field hitting seventh. Mitch Garver catching and hitting eighth. <laughs> Who did that? That was Pat. That, bad. that Ryan- was Pat. Ryan-, <laughs> Ryan Lamar hits ninth and plays center field. 180
2: in Rochester. Go get them, fellas. How many strikeouts for sale do you think uh, tonight? 14, 15.
4: 14, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's only if he goes seven, seven. after seven. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so what you're saying is, oh, get him, boy. I got to put that on the button box. Mm-hmm.
4: From the Twins division, uh, the uh, Indians have had some, uh, well, relief pitching depth, shall we say. Uh, today they selected the contract of righty George Contos, the veteran. Uh, mm-hmm. He uh, was with the Pirates earlier this year, but was awful with Pittsburgh. Uh, Cleveland had signed him, sent him to Columbus, where he was pretty good for him. Uh, he uh, seven and two thirds shutout innings. Uh, he was really good for the Giants from twenty twelve to twenty seventeen. Had a great season for the Pirates last year, uh, but uh, this season was not good with Pittsburgh. So he comes up. To did join you see them. what
2: Kansas City did? They sent the Moose yeah. to Atlanta today after sending Herrera. Oh, to, they did. I uh, guess, missed sending this. Sending Herrera yeah. to Washington. They are on. Lo- they're not waiting around this no, year. No, they're unloading. No. We are going for the number one pick, uh, baby. Yes, Here we right. go.
0: Of course, they're a little bit further back in the standings they under
4: five hundred. <laughs> Atlanta loading up, though, huh? Jeez. Yeah. Vi- Go ahead, John. Vikings announcing training camp goings on today. This will be their first year in their new headquarters out in Eagan. Of course, for fifty-two years they uh, trained down at Mankato State. With their new practice facility, they'll make eighteen of their practices open to the public. Here's how uh, it's. Going nice to- guys. Here's how it's going to work. <laughs> Uh the attendance for sessions will be capped at five thousand. Four thousand will be general admission tickets that are free, and there'll be one thousand reserve tickets that you pay twenty bucks a piece for. Ooh, for those you probably get autographs. For joint sessions, uh joint practices with the Jaguars, which will happen August fifteenth and sixteenth, the reserve seats increase to twenty-five dollars.
3: Hey Pat, uh speaking of the Vikings, really quick, thank you to Amy Hockert from Fox Nine for alerting me to this photo on Twitter. Travis, you you guys have heard about the barge that got stuck outside of the lift bridge in Duluth no. uh, yesterday? It was actually a boat. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, ship. Uh, I'm sorry. Full so fledged ship. The ship uh, went right to the left of the of the lift bridge, Patrick. And the captain apparently was Blair Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> that one's
2: pretty good. Uh, that one was that was, pretty good. That was two years ago. Let's let's let the board. Does Blair die. have a team? No, no, he's, uh, he's he's on he's, the street. Yeah, he's oh. probably living over there under the Washington
4: Avenue Bridge, and
2: you guys are
4: uh, you guys are making fun of him.
3: All those second graders.
4: Write him mm, a card. Yeah. Be really nice. <laughs> yeah. Jamal Crawford's stay in Minnesota is short one. Uh, the veteran, who averaged 10.3 points per game in 20 minutes and 80 games for the Wolves, has opted out of his player option, according to Shams Sharania of Yahoo Sports. Crawford spent his 18th NBA season with the Wolves after playing the previous five for the Clippers. Uh, Crawford's 38 now. He said last year he thought he would be seeing more time off the Wolves bench under coach Tom Thibodeau. His 20.7 minutes per game were his lowest total since he averaged 17.2 minutes in 61 games with the Bulls. As a rookie. Yeah, but he stunk. That might have something to do with
0: it. Yeah, defense was left a little bit to yes. be desired. There's
4: some stat out there that
2: they were like 29th in the league when he was on the court.
0: And in defense, fifth, and like 12th or something yeah, when he, when he yeah, wasn't. Yep,
2: Johnny, we got to go. We okay. got uh, Rob Damaski to give us an update oh, on good. the Green Bay Packers. I like that. Minnesota's team. <laughs> Rob Damosky covers the uh, Packers for ESPN.com, and you got the shutter down last week uh, at minicamp, and uh, you don't start again till when? July 25th or 6th, something like that.
1: Yeah, I think players report on the 25th, and uh, they go on the 26th, so... Patrick, it's like school's out for summer.
2: (laughs) Robbie, I got a question. Are the Packer fans happy with uh, Aaron Rodgers' new choice of girlfriends, or do (laughs) do they consider Danica to be a uh, distraction like Olivia Munn was? Uh, So far, so good.
1: Now, they haven't uh, dated yet during the football season. Okay, uh, I haven't heard or had anybody... Uh, give any Danica Patrick sightings in town yet? Okay. So, uh, apparently, Olivia liked to shop at uh, TJ Maxx uh, <laughs> in town, but uh, have not uh, have not heard or seen any uh, Danica Patrick sightings. And uh, is Rogers' contract up after this year? No. That's uh, the crazy thing is yeah. there's all this talk about you know his new deal, and yes, he needs a new deal because he's like the ninth or tenth highest paid quarterback in the league, which obviously doesn't measure up to what he is. But he actually has this year and next year on his contract. He's got two two seasons left on his deal. But I still think they'll get, they're going to get something done before we kick things off in September.
2: What uh, what is he now? Thirty four. He is uh, thirty four, one on thirty five. Yes. And uh, is he one of those I want to play till forty, guys? That's what he says. And, and you know, you have no
1: reason to think he can't, except for. You know, just you never know. Little injuries, and, and little injuries could become big ones. I mean, you know, what happens if, if he has another collarbone deal yes, like, he, right. like he did? You know, I mean, it's just it only takes one hit, and he's had two collarbones in, what, the last five seasons? So, uh, I mean, you never know. It's, it's interesting. This is right about the age. I think Favre was 34 or 35 when the Packers drafted Rodgers. Now, the thing with Favre is, you know, at age thirty-two or thirty-three, he was already talking about, "Am I going to play? Am I not going to play?" So they sort of had to do that with Rogers. You know, he has said, you know, unequivocally, he wants to keep playing. But it will be interesting to see, you know, just what happens when it is certain to be time to think about, uh, you know, what direction and when they need to go find the eventual replacement. Uh,
2: They uh, brought uh, Deshaun Kaiser in, uh, and so they got Kaiser and Huntley both. Uh, Will they move? uh, If Kaiser's what they hope, will they move Huntley, or how's that going to
1: work? Yeah, they obviously drafted or traded for Kaiser, hoping that if something did happen to Rodgers, they would have a better option. I I can tell you this, and I know it's only OTA practices. Right now, Deshaun Kaiser is not a better option than Brett Huntley. So, uh, you know, he's just. (laughs) He, he, as someone told me, I don't know what they were teaching him in Cleveland or coaching in Cleveland, but they weren't, you know, it's, it's clearly not what the Packers want it to be. So it's a, it's a project. Even though he started 15 games last year as a rookie, and of course, as everybody knows, lost all of them. Uh, he's got a long, <laughs> long, long way to
2: go. That is an amazing uh, stat, isn't, isn't it? it? That's a hard way to start <laughs> your career, man. He wants oh, to go no oh
1: as a starter this year just to get his record one game over 500. Think That's, about that.
2: That is uh, that is incredible. So the Packer fans got to be happy they finally got Dom Capers fired, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, the you know, what, what do you want for Christmas? A new general manager and a new defensive coordinator, and they got both of them. So. Uh yeah, I mean, look, I, I think Dom Capers was a really good coach. There's just, uh, you know, he was a really good coach in 2009-10. Uh, Tremont Williams, who they brought back and, and played for Capers and also played for Mike Pettin, the new defensive coordinator, when Pettin was the head coach in Cleveland, said, look, Dom's scheme was great, but he, but as you know, here's what happens. When you win the Super Bowl, everybody studies you, and everybody catches up, and if you don't adjust – you know, then all of a sudden everybody's ahead of you. So, you know, he just thought, look, everybody sort of figured out what the Packers were doing defensively, and, and, and you have to adjust. And, and, and they, they weren't able to do that the last few years uh, under Capers. And, you know, I mean, Mike Pettin even said it the other day. He's still in the honeymoon phase, and he hasn't lost a game yet, or the defense hasn't blown a game yet or anything. But there is a genuine excitement about what they could potentially be on defense. What's
2: he uh what's he, what's his approach? Or more well, aggressive, you, yeah, less it's, aggressive
1: it's, it's, or what? It's th- it's a 3-4, you know, similar to Capers, but it's uh it's it's really, you know, and this is such a buzzword that you sort of hate to hear around the NFL because it's really a meaningless bunch of hooey, but it's aggressive, you know. Every yeah, everyone, right, everybody wants to be aggressive. I mean, I can go back to Fritz Shermer in the 90s and Leroy Butler, you know, saying Fritz needs to be more aggressive. Well, you know, a, a more aggressive, you know translated to Blitzmore, which that's not necessarily you know uh, the the answer or, or the way to play defense, but look, it's being fundamentally sound. It's not screwing up coverages. I mean, just turn a play on I think it was from the second Vikings game this year where uh, Jake Ryan at the snap and Haha Glenn Dex are I don't want to say arguing, but they're clearly trying to figure out what the call is. Jake Ryan, the linebacker's back is to the ball. And they run it right at them because they're trying to get the, themselves set when the ball's being snapped, and that just can't happen. And that's that's really where they're starting. Is Mike Penton wants everybody to be on the same page. He has this buzz uh, acronym for his defense, and it, it, it's the kill philosophy. It's keep it likable and learnable, <laughs> and, and, and that's really what uh, they have to figure out. How sounds to
2: do like it. our Gopher coach might steal that one, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, yeah,
1: but it's uh, but it is there is a there is a uh, a feeling that they have made um, you know they've made a significant change on defense. How
2: are the uh, two high draft choices uh, looking at the cornerback? Yeah, I
1: mean we've been down this road before. This is like the third time in the last decade that they've used their top two picks on corners or, or at least DBs, and so you sort of approach it with a little bit of cautious optimism if you're if you're a fan of, of, of them and um the one thing is they've got uh they've got some veteran cornerbacks and bringing back Tremont williams as i said you know their top pick a year ago was was kevin king a cornerback yeah. and so at least they've got some depth they really you know rogers said the one thing he likes about these these two guys jair alexander the first round pick and josh jackson the second round pick is they're really cocky i mean they're confident they're, they're, they they believe in themselves and uh, you know, you need a little bit of that swagger on the back end. You're gonna get beat, but it's how you respond to it. And, 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 you know, he said, look, I'm gonna dice them up in training camp and we'll see how they react. So, uh, but, but so far, you know, the attitude seems to be, you know, an arrogance, a cockiness that this defense really needs. Uh,
2: Rob Demosky's with us, covers the Packers for ESPN.com. Uh, so, what would you guys do to irritate Winston Moss? <laughs> How about that? Huh? That
1: was unbelievable. And you've sat through, uh, you know, I'm sure hundreds and thousands of these press conferences, and yes. we know we know you're not. They're not going to give us any state secrets, but you know. Help us out a little bit. <laughs> give us a give us an anecdote about Clay Matthews. Give us a, you know give us a little insight into what Vince Beagle's got to do better. And you know, look, Moss is just one of these guys that just isn't going to play the game. And you know, quite frankly, why do as they a, bring? As a, yeah, as a media group, we got tired of it. You know, and and he he made himself. You know look like like a fool if you ask me
2: Why do you, uh, why do they even bother to send him out if that's going to be the performance the
1: is, i think that that may be the last time we see him because you know they the packers pr department to their credit is they do a nice job of, of every every two weeks we get uh the uh, position coaches so it's offense one week and defense the next week and uh you know uh, look look they, they've sent all the guys out there and, you know, and McCarthy actually has said that he wants those guys up there because he wants them to have the experience of, of being at a podium. And it's a thing, you know, if they end up being a coordinator or a head coach someday, that's something that you have to do. But, yeah, I think that may be the last we see of Winston Moss. And, and speaking of the last we see of him, he's a guy whose name has been, you know, bounced about for coordinator and head coaching jobs. And if you're looking at, at him and, and as a potential head coach and you see that, yeah. So forget it. There's no way.
2: Uh so uh it is interesting the Packers, uh the Vikings have gone away from the triangle of authority and uh <laughs> Spielman pretty well runs it and all of a sudden Brian Gutekunst gets the job, but uh all of a sudden is Mark Murphy kind of a power hungry guy that yeah, wants to call the well, shots here? He's
1: at the top of the triangle, that's yeah. for sure. I mean uh, Brian Grudekunst, the general manager, Mike McCarthy, the head coach, and Russ Ball, the salary cap guy, now all report to the president, Mark Murphy. So, I mean, you're right. It is. It's. It's interesting. The whole people over here used to kind of mock the triangle of authority, and now it's exactly what they had. I wouldn't operate it that way. To, that's just personally speaking. I mean, I've always been around a team that you know, the president or the owner hires the general manager, the general manager hires the coach um you, you know, and I think that's it's a you know it's a reason they got Ron Wolf to come here in 1991. He wouldn't have come here if he didn't have control over the the head coach. Now Brian Kudakuk isn't Ron Wolf. He's not as experienced as Ron Wolf. But if I'm a general manager, I, I just think, boy, how do you not have the authority over the head coach? But maybe he'll get it. Maybe at some point, Mark Murphy will hand it to, to say, look. Brian, you've, you've done a good job with the personnel. We wanted you to focus on that. Now, you know, now you're, you're controlling the head coach too. But I think it's definitely something worth keeping an eye on to see how these guys all work together.
2: All right, Robbie. Thank you. Have a good, short, quick summer here, uh, Rob. <laughs> well, let's hope it's long. But oh, yeah. okay. Have a good one, Patrick. All right. Rob Domoski covers the Packers for ESPN.com. Having a much more interesting offseason than the Vikings because of all the changes going on over there. We'll be back.
4: Please, we'll be on the air. And now, this day in history.
1: Patrick. June nineteenth, uh,
2: 1971, Carol heart- King released her first great hit she hit her first number one hit i uh, actually it was a two-sider it's too late uh, and i uh, it, it's uh and i feel the earth move carol king had been one of the great songwriters throughout the 60s but she was a noted introvert and uh, did not oh, like really? to perform yes noted introvert oh. and uh and Really would get extremely nervous before she performed. But not many better female singers of my lifetime than uh, Carol King. And a fantastic songwriter also. And this wasn't too bad.
0: GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage.